Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I am your host, Kevin Price, talking to you today about you and your business and then some. Frankly, our topic today is, or this segment rather, a little esoteric when you think about it in business, but then again, this topic has become ubiquitous in every aspect of our lives, including business. And so I'm, I'm interested in the topic and something I'm greatly concerned about and uh, delighted to have on the program, Dr. Edward Bartlett. He is with an organization called the Coalition to End Domestic Violence. And uh, welcome to the program. Uh, your, uh, your organization is very interesting. Your work is interesting. It's very uh, fascinating to me to see kind of a, an enlightenment going on, a phenomenon going on globally about concerns of the pendulum of the way we look at things like domestic violence. Uh, the way policy happens almost everywhere, but we can speak fairly easily about the United States, is things kind of swing back and forth. We, sw- we have saw a swinging in a direction that I think a lot of people were concerned about, and, uh, you know, and now people are trying to make adjustments accordingly. Um, but before we get into that, and I, and I will ask you to comment on that uh, in the segment, tell us a little bit more about what your group does, and welcome. Okay, yes, hi, thanks, Kevin. So, yeah, the Coalition and Domestic Violence were a nonprofit organization. We're based in the Washington, D.C. area. We are a policy organization. We're trying to fix bad laws uh, rather, rather than, you know, help individuals who've been, who have been uh, falsely accused of domestic violence. So bottom line is the most important fact to have in mind here, Kevin, is that Domestic violence is an equal opportunity problem. Women are just as likely, if not more likely, to commit domestic violence as men, and that's not just in the United States. That's true globally. Uh, CDC actually says more male victims than female victims. So that's kind of the key fact here. We have to look at this as an equal opportunity problem. Of course, the feminists keep saying over and over, this is all about you know, male patriarchal, you know, control and victimized wives. Well, that's only a, a piece of the whole puzzle. Yeah, yeah, very, very good point. Um, and in fact, you're talking about just as capable. Sometimes women are more capable because of the cultural bias and even legal bias that instantly favors uh, women. Women can get away with the abusing. Uh, because of the fact that uh, we have a culture that's too inclined, and I got to tell you, I've got I've got uh, several granddaughters. I have a daughter. I have a wife. I, I'm very concerned about the situation with women and, and their safety, and that's part of the problem. We live in such a bizarre culture that you have to defend uh, what, which is that which is largely obvious. But I'm also concerned about the treatment of people in general, including men. In the current culture, I can't tell you how many times in the height of the Me Too movement, uh, I was asked by women, don't you believe the women? And I would have to respond and say, I believe in due process. And it's one <laughs> right. of the fundamental things that a country that operates under rule of law abides by. And I'm seeing a lot of people whose lives are destroyed even before they get into a courtroom. And uh, that is not good for a free society. Well, you're totally right, Kevin. And here's another very interesting factoid. We did a survey, a national survey of false allegations, okay, Uh, people being falsely accused of 
domestic violence or, or child abuse, get this, 10% of all of the respondents that they had been falsely accused of domestic violence, child abuse, or sexual assault. Think about that, 10% of the U.S. population. Now, you know, put that with this, this narrative that always believe women, that, 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 doesn't, that just doesn't work. So we have to go back to, as you say, due process and fairness and let the evidence speak for itself. Yeah. And this needs to happen, this needs to happen uh, you know, where the consequences aren't utterly disastrous for, for people just based on accusation. Uh, and, and unfortunately, that happens. Even by the time a due process happens and someone is acquitted, or the decisions are done in their favor, um, you know, by then it doesn't matter. They're economically ruined. And if I can, let me tell you an actual story, an actual incident that occurred um, in Philadelphia. This was at the Thomas Jefferson University. So um, a, a faculty member, he's an orthopedist named John Abraham, uh, he was having a party at his house, uh, you know, no surprise, people were drinking alcohol. Okay. Um, so near the end of the party, one of the female uh, medical residents approached John Abraham with a bottle of whiskey in her hand. She took the whiskey, the bottle, forced it into his lips, uh, forcing him to, to take to drink some of the whiskey. Well, <laughs> that on top of the previous alcohol, they were all of a sudden they were prone on the ground and they were having sex. Now this was not consensual sex. She was the she was the instigator, she was the perpetrator. All right, so those are the facts. So John Abraham reported this incident as a faculty member to the to the people at Thomas Jefferson University saying, Hey, investigate. This was obviously not the right thing. Well, the bottom line is the university did not investigate. Instead, it allowed a, an allegation against him. So long story short, uh, last month, December, a jury in Philadelphia awarded a, get ready for this, a $15 million award to John Abraham because his fundamental rights had been so severely violated, and which is, of course, all about you know, believe women and due process. Yes, and I hope there's more of that. Um, I hope there's a lot more more of that. Uh, this rush to judgment uh, that's taking place is really it's like you know it's like a, a mob with pitchforks and and uh, torches. Uh, this kind of mentality has got to be addressed, and we have to create a safe place and an equal playing field uh, for people. And at the same time, let me be explicitly clear. Uh, women need to be protected, absolutely need to be protected. The problem is that we live in a culture that seems to only relish extreme thinking. And uh, we see it in politics, we see it in culture, we see it in every aspect of our lives, and really it makes all of us miserable. And I think that the, the country a, a more miserable place. Well, absolutely. And, and so the, just sort of to bring us to the current debate here, Kevin, so right now, the U.S. Department of Education is pushing through a new regulation. It's a Title IX regulation. Title IX is the federal law to, to stop sex discrimination in schools. And um, this, two, this new proposed Title IX regulation would actually 
changed the definition of sex to include gender identity. Now, what could possibly go wrong with that? <laughs> oh, man. It's almost like they're looking at ways of creating problems. Well, you know, I think you're exactly right. I don't think you're exaggerating one bit because, you know, part of the agenda here is to, you know, you know, let's go back to the feminist uh, <clears throat> motto. We, we want to topple the patriarchy. Well, what does that really mean? Well, I think we're seeing those attempts in play right now to upend fundamental uh, cultural values, upend due process, upend fundamental beliefs and institutions of our society. That's what I am seeing right now in the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and, and just, you know, I'm not sure if we're going to agree on a lot of, uh, or, or rather all of these areas. Uh, fundamentally, I think that uh, we have set up a system that uh, has been hostile towards women, and I recognize that, but you don't solve that problem by creating a system that's hostile to men. Uh, that is not the solution to that problem. And uh, in my opinion, frankly, my biggest concern about the overdrive, uh, you know, the, the, again, the vengeance-type culture and, and the assumption, assumption of guilt that's ubiquitous now uh, when it comes to this is, is exactly the, the example you gave of the uh, Thomas Jefferson University uh, professor situation. Because in the end, what happened is that not only was it financially damaging for the institution, the reputation of the young lady who uh, sounds like was uh, jockeying to uh, to uh, hurt the professor or, uh, you know, creating a whole situation. Certainly there are women coming out saying this professor was at fault. That's how this thing ends up working. What I worry about is that women in general are going to end up being seen like they're crying wolf, you know, and eventually they're they're – the genuine ones, real examples of abuse are going to get ignored because that's, quote, just what women do. Yeah, I think we're already beginning to see that, Kevin, where we're, you know, I mean, more and more of these false allegations are making their way into courts, and more and more judges are ruling against the false accuser, and in some cases imposing pretty serious uh, punitive damages. But kind of going back to the big picture here, so Years ago, feminists created this narrative that they called patriarchy, right? And let's just say for discussion that, yeah, 100 years ago before women had the right to vote, yes, there was a patriarchy, but that was a long time ago. Women can now vote. They can run for political office. So I think we really need to ask the question, have we created a matriarchy in its place? And that's troubling when we look at these false allegations, when we look at you know, the, the lack of due process when we see, you know, men in colleges uh, who are subjected to these campus kangaroo courts, which uh, you, I think you use the term mob justice. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Edward Bartlett, he's our guest today. And uh, do want to mention his website real quickly and encourage people to learn more about it. It is called ntodb.org is the website. Is that correct? Yes, and to, as in T-O, end to D-V, as in domestic violence, dot org, end to D-V, dot org. 
Yeah, and you mentioned you're, you're primarily focused on public policy rather than individual defense. Um, talk about how that looks, the public policy side. Uh, Washington, D.C. doesn't do anything public policy. <laughs> it, is, it is the most dysfunctional place I've ever seen, and I know I worked up there uh, for many years, including on Capitol Hill, and uh, it, back then I thought it was incredibly dysfunctional. Now it's laughable. So are you doing uh, my, mainly or entirely federal legislation, or are you looking at the states, which I think has a lot better opportunity for you to actually get things done? Yeah, we're, we're working at, at both sides, both federal and the state. Um, actually, I will be on Capitol Hill uh, tomorrow uh, meeting with uh, staffers in the Senate to talk about exactly these issues. So, you know, when you talk to the individual staffers, you know, they're typically very thoughtful and productive discussions. But, you know, again, we're, we're dealing with this broader cultural narrative of the, the dreaded patriarchy. And, uh, well, I'm sorry, there is no such thing as a patriarchy anymore. We have to be worried more about the matriarchy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what I worry about is abuse on either either side. Uh, I think when you do talk about women getting the right to vote, creating equality, uh, I, I have to. I, my view is is that somewhat romantic, to be honest with you. When you're talking about people who really only got these fundamental rights a century ago. Uh, you know, it, it takes really a long time for them to become significant players. And I can even understand why they come with a vengeance, even though we're seeing more and more women in powerful positions. Uh, we've yet to see one get elected president, and I think, frankly, uh, we're probably still quite a ways from that happening just because of, uh, of our own uh, bias in that respect. Uh, but for me, this is an important topic. I think I agree with you on the larger issues although I would be a lot more careful about uh, talking about it in the, the matriarchal context. But, again, you're free to do that, uh, and there's certainly some of that there. But this is a very important topic. People, if, if nothing else, we need to be more open-minded uh, and be solution-oriented and not ideologically oriented. Uh, really, we need to take a, a real-world approach. And so I think part of that is uh, check out n2dv.org. That's E-N-D-T-O-D-D dot org. With a couple of minutes left, Doctor, I appreciate so much your time, uh, Dr. Edward Bartlett. Uh, wrap it up with your final thoughts, and thanks so much for being with us. Well, yeah, Kevin, I've enjoyed this conversation as well. I think the, the, the basic here is what does the Constitution say? What is the, particularly the 14th Amendment, which talks about um, equal treatment under the law, talks about due process. Uh, unfortunately, we've really strayed away from the 14th Amendment. Uh, I, I have to say there is not equal treatment under the law for, for men versus women. And I also have to say that we have lost a lot of the due process protections. And I'll, for example, just a few months ago, a number of senators actually sent a letter to the Department of Education saying, hey, we need to get rid of the presumption of innocence. Now, if that doesn't sound crazy to you, it, it is, <laughs> I'm sure it does crazy, sound crazy to all of us. So, so that's kind of the situation. We are, our culture is under assault from, from these forces that want to basically, you know, change, fundamentally change our culture.
Yeah. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with that. I do think it's out of balance. And there is no doubt about it that there's people who are taking these kind of extreme views that you're talking about. And, um, yeah, to me it's very dangerous. I think due process is really one of the most fundamental concepts that separates free countries from those that are not. I think it's really as simple as that. And uh, I, 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 I put it among the highest and most important values. And unfortunately, one that a lot of people don't even understand what that means, <laughs> you know, it's, that's really shocking and disconcerting, uh, but uh, really don't see how it is particularly important compared to, quote, protecting people. Well, everyone deserves protection, including the accused, and maybe especially the accused. And so uh, that's why due process is so important. Dr. Thanks so much for being with us. Hey, my pleasure. Look forward to our next discussion. Thank you so much. I am Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. Stay tuned for more after this.